a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Hi, yeah, yeah, you're okay. Yeah, you can come on in. It looks like there's a couple seats right up here at the front. Yeah, no, it's no problem. Yeah. We, we haven't started yet. Yeah, y'all keep filing in. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ready for y'all to get in here, and we're, we're about to begin. So we have some pretty important uh, information for this uh, talk. Yeah, it looks like, uh, looks like we got a couple more people just trickling in. So I guess we'll might get a couple more minutes. Wait, wait, ex- excuse me, sir. You, you yeah, you, uh, leaving your seat. Uh, are you bored already? You're, you're just going to the bathroom. Yeah, we, like, we really haven't on? gotten started yet. So if you could just take your seat, uh, we're actually about to begin here. And oh, oh my God, yeah, actually, uh, looks like we're running a little bit behind schedule here. So uh, I'm sorry, apologies. Yeah, uh, go ahead, come on in. Okay, I think. Uh, could you close the door behind you? Yeah, great, thanks. Okay, I think we're gonna go ahead and get started. Um, I'm glad everyone oh, could make it today. Yeah, it's re- really crowded auditorium. We're Wow. It's a packed I'm house. Wow. <laughs> Ticket sales are off the charts today. Thank you so much. Uh, that's going to really go far to uh, that sweet paycheck I'm getting for this. Wait, you're, you're getting paid? I, I didn't, you didn't tell me we were getting paid for this. Well, no, I was just, I was a joke. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. a joke. Yeah, we're, we're doing this for free. This is a charity theme for yeah. sure. Uh, anyway, thanks for coming. Uh, we got a pretty packed house tonight. That's great to see. I have really great news for you, Paul, and in our audience today. Uh, it looks like we actually have received a grand total of six five-star reviews on iTunes. Wow. Yeah, um, six whole reviews. Yeah, and and if you subtract the two that we put, that's probably like at least four people who did that only with the pressure that we put on them in this show. So that's really impressive. Peer pressure works, ladies and gentlemen. Take it from us. Oh, for sure. Paul, uh, I, I'd, I'd even want to do the show, but Zach just pressured me, and here I am. Did you actually write a review for the show? Just it, like jokes aside, we're going we're gonna to take this little bit, and we're going to just push it off to the side here. We're going to give it a little bit of space. We're going to step outside of the bit, and I need to ask you, man-to-man, <laughs> no joking, did you write a review for this podcast on iTunes? I did not write a review, but I did at some point. Uh, I say at some point as if I don't know. About five hours ago, I did click uh, five stars because I said, you know what? Uh, the only people who care enough to review this who haven't just been like, this is dumb and then left. Uh, the people who care n- enough about it to put uh, review ratings, excuse me, uh, put five stars. I was like, you know what? I'm going to add to that. So I added my own uh, five star review, excuse me, rating. I'm. You're really Words all over the place. Me today. Wow. And that's that's really a great omen for the rest of the show. That's embarrassing. That I'm tripping over my speech. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty embarrassed. But I did put five stars on this podcast, but I did not review it. What, what's it? I could see it <laughs> I, I saw at least one review though, and it, it, it was interesting. And I'm regardless, I'm just excited that we got a review at all. So <laughs> if y'all are wanting to get entertained, I recommend that you look at our reviews because it's a good time. Shouts to DiGiorno Boy sixty nine. He was the guy who left the review. <laughs> Um, much appreciated, my man. It's very yeah. funny. It's actually, it's actually funnier than the, I, I would actually encourage nobody to go read that review because it is funnier than the show. And, uh, <laughs> that would, that would not reflect well. Speaking of bad omens and speaking of, uh, things that are embarrassing myself, I have, I don't care enough about the show to review it or rate it on iTunes. I have not done that. 
uh, I did sit down at one point to write a review and, and create a rating and it just, it felt wrong. I couldn't, I didn't have an angle to come from with the review. Um, I wasn't really sure what to write. So I just, uh, stopped writing it and never looked back. I do plan on writing one though, but after <laughs> this, the heat that DiGiorno boy 69 brought, I don't know if I can really, I don't think I can live up to that. Also, now that we've made this abundantly clear, we've stepped outside of the bit and just presented our entire situation to the whole audience. Anyone can go look at the iTunes reviews and see that there's one other than DiGiorno Boy 69 and it's going to be pretty clear who left that review, right? It's going to be me. <laughs> so somebody else, please uh, listen. We're still outside of the bit, so I mean this with all sincerity. Uh, we'd love it if you went on to iTunes and you gave the show a rating and a review. Five stars is ideal, but give the show what you feel. And by that, mm. I mean five stars. Don't don't Come on, we're working hard over here. Yeah, don't don't give us any four star, three star. Uh, those are probably much more honest than the five stars, but we don't want them. Here, we want perfect scores across the board. Here's what you can do, okay? Give us a five star review, and then if you don't like the show, just trash us to hell in the in the review. But the rating, I need that to be five stars, please. Just That's completely leave reasonable. five stars. You can say whatever horrible things you want to about me in the review, but the rating, I'd appreciate a five star rating for sure. I think that's a great point. I, I would love to see, you know, honestly, I think it would just fuel us even further if people really let us know how much they hate this show. Considering that this, in the, the vehicle of this entire presentation that we're putting together here is fueled by hate. I think that having <laughs> a little bit of hate in the reviews would uh, go a long way. So that works for me. Me too. I think we've, uh, we've, we've wasted enough time. So oh, for sure. So let's waste some more time. Let's waste some more time. This is episode 11 of Not All Bad, and I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And this is your boy, uh, Paul Messman. DiGiorno boy? (laughs) That was so uncomfortable. Uh, No, I'm not DiGiorno boy. I'm more of a Red Baron boy myself. Really? Really? (laughs) They're like $3. I actually actually will say that I prefer Red Baron to DiGiorno. DiGiorno boy 69, do not change your review or rating, please. (laughs) Okay, I like DiGiorno. I just prefer you. Red Baron. Well, well, the thing about DiGiorno is that it costs like 6 or $7 for a DiGiorno frozen pizza. And don't get me wrong, they're probably better than a Red Baron. Like, objectively, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but the, th- the thing is that, like, by the time you're spending like $7 on a frozen pizza, I'm sure that you can p- find some fresh pizza somewhere that's not been frozen for the exact same price or cheaper. Paul, you're going to have to stop throwing shade on DiGiorno Boy 69. He's our one fan, okay? We can't lose him. <laughs> we cannot lose DiGiorno Boy 69. Hey, yeah. I will I will single-handedly, I will convert myself, okay? I'm raising my right hand. You can't see me, but I'm raising my right hand, and I solemnly swear to switch to DiGiorno Pizza if DiGiorno Boy 69, if that's what it takes to keep your loyalty. Please don't leave us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're begging you. Uh, that's a little bit desperate, and so desperate that we should probably move on from that, Zach. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go ahead and and keep it moving. Uh, hey, not all bad is a space for us to yell into the void about why we hate our lives, and then when we're done with yelling, we like to yell into the void about why life is good. And if oh, for sure. if you're into that, uh, like we said before, we'd really appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. You can also follow us and like us on SoundCloud. You can also subscribe on iTunes. We are also available on. Spotify, I nearly messed that up again. Spotify, <laughs> I already said SoundCloud. We're on Spotify and Google Play as well. 
Uh, so check us out there if that's more convenient. And Y'all, uh, we have put we, we have put in so much effort into being available essentially everywhere. Four and whole so, platforms, like, <laughs> you guys. You don't understand four entire platforms. That's one more than three. We all right, spent we're busting at our least ass. we spent at least a cumulative thirty minutes or so ensuring our presence on those other platforms. And if you can think <laughs> of a single other platform that we should be on, we will invade that platform because we want everyone to know about how incredible not all bad is. Do you hear me? We're going to invade it. We will invade it. <laughs> so aggressive. I'm into it though. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I, I like it too. Hey, real quick. I know that we keep saying let's get started. Um, and we really <laughs> will get started after this one, but I would like to encourage everyone to go to at not all bad show on Twitter. You can follow us there for updates on the show, uh, which you can also get by following and subscribing by the way on, on SoundCloud and iTunes respectively. But if that's not your bag, like us on Twitter, not all bad show, just like the email, and you'll find updates on the show and a bunch of jokes and other funny stuff. Uh, you know that's derived from what we put out here on the podcast. Yeah, I, what I actually le- genuinely like about the Twitter is that there are certain topics or bits that we will discuss on the show, and they will end after we finish discussing them. Like we don't bring up previous topics. But what's fun about the Twitter is that. If you want to continue discussing your frustration or your praise for a certain topic, you have the opportunity to tweet at us and we will discuss back with you. But also, like, we will, if we find further examples of those, specifically that Snapchat uh, topic, you will see, like, we continue to discuss them on Twitter. We just don't bother you by, like, rehashing it on the show. So if there's a certain topic that you think deserves more conversation a great way to continue that conversation is through the show's twitter by all means and hey real quick hey this is just between me and DiGiorno boy all right nobody else everyone else <laughs> cover your ears this is just me and DiGiorno boy one to one uh it's actually it's kind of embarrassing but it turns out that uh not all bad show on twitter only has two followers and uh it's me and paul sir <laughs> DiGiorno boy if you'd like to be number three uh we'd really i'd love that okay i, I would really appreciate that so yeah, you can. Uh, everyone can uncover their ears now. We're done talking to DiGiorno Boy sixty nine, so we're good. Um, oh, yeah, Paul, I, I was covering my ears too, so I have no idea what's going on. That's good. That didn't concern you at all. <laughs> You're not allowed to know. Okay, but you are allowed to uh, get into the ranting because I'm pretty sure I went last time you first, did. and I think that you should go first this time. On the prepared rant. All right. So this is, honestly, this is kind of well-tread territory, but I've experienced it myself to the extent that I really wanted to bring it up on this show. All right. Okay. I'm down to beat a dead horse. So today I want to talk about emailing. And... The thing about emailing is that it's such a weird medium that doesn't feel... I feel like no one finds it natural. It's not quite as formal as, like, a written letter, but, like, it's not nearly as casual as, like, texting someone. It's in a weird twilight zone. It is. But the the weird thing about emailing is so weird because you get messages instantaneously. If you send them, the person gets it immediately. But there's this... the, The nice thing about emailing, I guess is that there's this understood thing that you don't have to under, you don't have to reply to an email immediately. So I guess that's nice. But the awful part, 
that I'd really like to harp on <laughs> is that Good. people take the agency to just never respond to emails. <laughs> and so <laughs> I've 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 been into email for a while. Oh, really? Um, wow. You got yeah. on the you got in on the ground floor an email. Are you an email <laughs> hipster now? An electronic communications hipster? Is that what you're claiming? <laughs> Yeah, I've been on this email uh, technology for at least like a few months at this point. Wow, uh, nice! And, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah, and um, the <laughs> so the crazy thing about email, you know, it's funny. I don't know if this is even crazy. I just said that as if I was going somewhere, but that's not even where I was going. <laughs> the frustrating thing about emailing is that now, so I've always been emailing like in college. You would email your professors, and not me. I mean, maybe you, but not me. <laughs> The funny thing about emailing professors is that you would send the longest, most formal email oh, yeah. that you could think of. I know where this and is then going. You would, just, you, would just, you would just get a response that would be like, okay, yeah, I will look at that when I get the chance. Sure. With not a single capitalized letter or punctuation <laughs> right. or like like signature at the end. Like it, it was just always the funniest thing. And so I've <laughs> I've come to, to to have low expectations for email. But for work, email is pretty vital. So like at my job, I regularly email clients links to the things we've done for them or questions, whatever. And the funny thing is like very frequently, I I don't know if I just suck at email, but I will I will email someone and they'll just never respond. <laughs> and the first few days you're like, yeah, maybe they'll respond soon. And you'll like check it like, oh, not yet. Like they must be just really busy. And oh, then fast shoot. forward to like, a month later, you're like, yeah, they definitely read that, and they just don't care about me at all. And it's it's kind of painful because you're like, wow, that's insulting. They they don't even take the time to spend two minutes to be like, yeah, we're not interested, or like, yeah, that sucked, whatever. But like, <laughs> hey, hey, that sucked. Would that really be worse? Would that really be better than getting no email at all? Is someone just emailing, hey, that sucked? <laughs> hey, here's this video we created for you, bro. That sucks. <laughs> I take it back. That that might be worse. But like honestly though, like for example, there there's this one client that we met with and we we thoroughly discussed for like a couple hours how we might create videos for them. And then we they were like, "Yeah, just send us a proposal." And so the next day, we like made a proposal of like, "Hey, we'll do this for this much money." On and on, all that fun business stuff, and then <laughs> that was months ago, Zach, and they never responded. And nice. what's really fun about that, though, is that <laughs> they are like a few doors down from our office. Oh God! <laughs> and we see them all the time, <laughs> and we will run into them and like talk to them. And just in the back of my mind, I'm just like you know you never responded, right? Like, we'll talk to them. We'll be like, oh, how was your weekend? I'll be like, great. Why haven't you responded to our email? And, like, <laughs> I don't actually say that because I'm scared to confront people. But Relatable. Yeah, me too. It's ridiculous. But but here's the thing, Zach. Here's the worst part about my complaints. Is that I do the exact same thing. Oh, Paul, And I am the no. absolute worst. <laughs> no, Zach, you can't be that person. Here's, here's a fun story for you. Last year, uh, like a, about a year and a few months ago, I interviewed with a company. 
And they actually offered me the job. And for one reason or another, I decided not to take it. And by the time, but like by their deadline for like uh, re- reply, I told them, hey, I, I sent a long heartfelt email about why I wasn't taking the job. They were great, but I didn't want it. Uh, and they responded like, like, we understand. Can you tell us why you didn't want the job? And Zach, it has been about a year and two months <laughs> and i never responded to that email asking why i never wanted the job now is the and best I'm the- time <laughs> and that's the thing zach i kid you not i about once a week maybe twice a week i think to myself like i'll, I'll be like in bed about to fall asleep <laughs> right and then naturally. just suddenly i'll open my i'll open my eyes and be like i never responded to that company like i never told them why <laughs> and i think to myself like I like literally think through the email and be like, yeah, I should probably like tell them because let me tell you, I'm actually a big fan of feedback and like <laughs> they they deserve to know why right. I didn't want to join them, but I never told them. <laughs> and I hate to say they may never find out and at this point. So there's a certain extent where like for the first few months of me not responding, I was like, well, they, they may appreciate this still a few months out, like to find out why, even though it sucks that I never responded right. in the first like few days but like like they, they they'll probably still appreciate it but it's zach it's been over a year and <laughs> that's that ship has sailed you're done for i i better give them some pretty good feedback or just never respond and i i feel bad and it's fine i have a different job they probably hired someone else it's fine but the worst part about this emailing thing is that i am just as bad I complain so much about people not emailing me back. In fact, I will send someone an email with a question. If I don't get a response within an hour, I'm like, man, I can't keep working without the response. <laughs> like, can you all just give me the feedback? It's not that hard. But then if someone asks, responds to me with a question, I'll think to myself, well, it's an email, so I'm not required to respond immediately. So I'm going to wait a few days. Nice. And so I'm... <laughs> Maybe this res- maybe this rant is really about myself, but email is this frustrating territory where I <laughs> am so frustrated with other people's etiquette. I have such high expectations for how they should be treating me and considering my emails, but I have such low expectations for myself that they don't deserve my response immediately, and so I'm a complete hypocrite. But yeah, that's my uh, I've come to terms with that within this rant, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's mainly my thoughts on that. If it makes you feel better, if being hypocritical critical wasn't allowed, this show wouldn't exist, right? So you're you're in good company at, oh, at the sure. very least. Yeah. I will say that is a, a heinous crime, but <laughs> where I I'm in no position to speak. Before we get any further, I I need to stress in all caps, okay. Send okay. us your emails to notallbadshow at gmail.com and we will respond to you. Maybe even scarily fast. You may be even put off by how quickly we respond to you. Our goal is actually to make you as uncomfortable as possible with how attentive we right. are. Right. It's exactly like, um, say for example, a friend, uh, just hypothetically, a friend came to you and said, hey, check out this bad podcast I made. And then you listen to it and you're like, wow, this is really bad. But now I have to listen to it because I'm a good friend. Imagine that level of uncomfortableness, and that's exactly what we're trying to bring to the table. Believe it or not, um, that allegory <laughs> pertains to us in our emails as well. So uh, feel free to reach out. That's, again, notallbadshow at gmail.com, and you will get a response. We're not going to leave you on the hook. 
I, I would like to ask you uh, one thing. So I, I relate to the fact that people, I hate it when people don't respond to my emails, but at work, mm-hmm. I really don't encounter that very much. Um, so I'm, I'm fortunate for that. And myself, I'm not a psychopath, so I actually do respond to people. Um, it fairly timely, probably uh, faster than the average. I, I would like to boast. But the hardest thing I have time, the thing I have the hardest time with. Wow, that was a maze of a sentence that I barely got through. But the thing that I have the hardest time with is responding to an email that isn't exactly necessary to respond to. So, for example, if I email someone oh, at yeah. work and then I say, "Hey, do you mind uh, doing such and such for me?" and then they get back to me and they say. Hey, I just took care of that for you. By the way, here are the res- here are the results. I I'm so paranoid. I, I for some reason I have this self consciousness about cluttering people's inboxes. I don't want to spam their their whole situation. I don't want to spam anyone who's on the CC or the BCC or the two or or whatever. So I just I don't respond. But is it proper etiquette to say? Thank you. Like, is it worth the two word message to say, Hey, thanks for putting that together for me. Even though that was way more than two words (laughs) or no. What do you do? Do you respond to those or do you let them sit? So I probably take up more of my company's time than I should thinking about this because (laughs) very frequently I will like send an email with a link to a video that we've made for a client and they'll respond being like, Hey, great. We like this. And I'll think to myself, I'm like, I should like acknowledge that they emailed me, but also like, there's nothing to respond to. All they says, like they liked it. Like, do I sound pretentious and be like, good. Like it is great. I put a lot of work into this. Or am I like, (laughs) (laughs) or am I like, yeah, thanks. And then they're like, I I assume that they read into my emails. Like, wow, like he took the time to send that. Even though I'm sure that they're not thinking that, but (laughs) Yeah, I I overthink that quite a bit, actually. The fact that there are plenty of emails I receive that I think to myself, like, yeah, I should respond to that to acknowledge I received it, but also (laughs) there's nothing to say other than to agree with them. And that seems like... Seems unnecessary. It seems unnecessary for an email because emails, for some reason, my mind, like, are official business, really important, require lots of thought. But then it's like... Is it weird to just send a thank you? That's it, I agree, Zach. That's really weird. The real solution is to keep a little notebook, okay? Every time you get a message like that that you're not sure merits a full email response, you just write their name and their deed down in a little notebook. And then next time you run into them, run into them in person, it may be six months down the road, you say, hey, by the way, do you remember back in August when you put together that report for me? I just wanted to say, <laughs> hey, I just wanted to say... <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm. I'm sure that would they would appreciate that. They would not be weirded out. They would love that. Meanwhile, if you send them an email, they're just going to be furious. So that's <laughs> what I'm, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. One, one more thing that I just thought of randomly that I want to bring into this that I didn't even prepare for, but I, I'm going to throw it in. Bold. Um, <laughs> it, it's the fact that it's really easy to mess up how you email people. So I, I somehow feel foreign to emails. So you can like, I thought you were an an email OG. I thought you've been in the game for so long, Paul. This is really, I have messing with the consistency of the show here. I don't like it. I I've been around it for a while, but I felt 
<laughs> I felt out of the loop, nonetheless, consistently, because there's CC, which is like short for carbon copy, which is a throwback to people who used to use paper. Thank you, Professor Paul. Crazy. Yes. And then there's BCC, which is a blind carbon copy. And so first of all, you can like add a CC and then that, that like adds a whole new dynamic to the fact that it's like, oh, like you receive this from this person. But also most mail applications like to assume things I've discovered. And so like <laughs> it is so easy to send these to the wrong person. Like <laughs> I don't know if I should have been saying this, but I should, I'm going to add it. My boss okay. recently, sure. uh, uh, one client asked him like for advice on an accountant and he responded explaining how like our accountant is like okay and like (laughs) but that he had like other recommendations and he accidentally no copied no the accountant that we currently have on that email oh god that's the worst thing i've ever heard yeah and it's it's like the the most uncomfortable thing is that that he because the mail kind of assumed it because there's certain autofill things that they that the mail apps try to add to make things more convenient for you but they'll like it it leads to you sometimes accidentally adding a certain client because there'll be autofills and and so you might accidentally you're shit talking one client and then that client is in the email. And so that was like the most uncomfortable thing I've ever heard of. That is and so with emails. So bad. God. I know. And so. <laughs> I love it. And so I, with my emails, the other thing about emails is that I, I pour over them so meticulously Same. to make sure that I'm sending it to the exact right person yep. and to make sure that I'm using like good grammar and all that good stuff. And then inevitably, I always send a typo, and I hate myself, <laughs> inevitably. But, yeah, that's email is a weird beast that persists, even though it almost feels outdated, because it was, like, the first, like, messaging thing that existed after the internet was created. Well, you would it know, because you were there. I, what, you, I was You've been there. in the game for so long. <laughs> yeah. I... Last Friday, somebody at my work, somebody at my company, somebody that I've never met before, accidentally emailed an entire team of people. When I say team, I mean we are one, we are in a massive company across the entire world. I mean he sent an email to thousands of people across the planet um, <laughs> that did not need this email <laughs> at all. And so um, instantly I was getting bombarded with emails from people from California and Mississippi and elsewhere saying, hey, what is this? What is this for? Why did I get sent this? And then, so that was about five emails worth, right? People saying, hey, what the hell's going on? And then I got, I don't know, like, I don't want to, just to be conservative, let's say a billion. Let's just say a billion to be conservative. (laughs) I got about a billion emails about that saying, don't hit reply all. We're getting all these emails. Stop hitting reply all. And just everyone was saying that back to back to back. So much to the point where the ratio of people saying, don't hit reply all, this was sent to the wrong group far outweighed the people actually hitting reply all and it was uh god it was hilarious i mean the 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 way that some of these people were taking this message so seriously was just incredible i loved it there was one guy who was just like 
fists on the desk. I imagine he was just red in the face, screaming, like choking himself with his necktie at his desk. It was like Friday at a three three p.m. Like, dude, chill out. But he was just really <laughs> pissed about someone sending sending the messages to reply all, and he was one of the thousands of people saying, "Don't hit reply all," so on and so forth. And then some random dude in another state who has clearly never met this guy just replied all to that email and said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was amazing. So that's yeah. Sometimes you know, a disaster works out in favor of the spectators. That's the funny thing about replying to is that i feel like even people who have been using email since its inception will accidentally hit reply all so you'll get like a mass email sent to you like hey this event is happening and then some random person you've never heard of will reply all and say like hey i i can't go for these reasons and then they'll get so personal about why (laughs) they can't go it's like you definitely did not mean whoops like to explain (laughs) about your child's sickness in order to explain why you can't go this to a thousand people. Glad to know about your biopsy, bro. Real, real good to know. I've never <laughs> met you before, but cool. Sorry about the infection. <laughs> but yeah, that's... <laughs> Email is such an odd thing. It is, it I, is weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels odd, but I also kind of like it, but I... I also hate it. That's that's all I have to say about it. All right, well then I'm going to I'm going to just go ahead and step right in and I'm going to take this one from here. All right. So, when was the last time that you've been to a fancy restaurant? And I'm not talking super fancy, but I'm not talking like Chili's, right? Something like a steakhouse or a seafood restaurant or something like that. About a month or two ago. Okay. What was the beverage situation? Can you describe to me the uh, water cup scenario? Was it like a chalice that they filled with water from a pitcher every time <laughs> every time you depleted it? I, you know, I don't remember because <clears throat> the uh, parallel beverage situation is that I spent too much money on adult beverages and nice. so i don't really remember the non-adult beverages that you i had blacked out so hard at a fancy <laughs> dinner that you forgot what water you were drinking yeah it, it was probably very fancy water i i think i got <laughs> a standard glass water cup i don't really right well that's that that's that would be the correct way to do it okay that would be the sensible way to deliver water to the patrons of your establishment is just yeah. having a chalice to the right hand side of the diner that is periodically refilled by a waiter or waitress. Is that, I feel like, just, we'll say server, okay? That sounds Coming by good. and filling from a pitcher. That's how it should be done. But some restaurants, for God knows why, insist on the carafe model of water delivery. What I mean by that is, you have a glass that is empty at your table. Okay, And instead of a waiter or waitress or server filling said glass from a pitcher of ice-cold water, they instead deliver to you a carafe of water and just set it on the table. And they say, hey, hey, moron, thin for yourself. <laughs> hey, they're not paying me enough for this shit. I'll bring you your food, but your water, that's on you. <laughs> I can't stand this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Has this, have you been to a place like this recently? I I have abs- I don't know about recently, but I absolutely have been to places like this. That like, <clears throat> w- I mean, frankly, what's funny to me 
is that it's always some fancy looking glass receptacle that like has curves in the weirdest places. And it's like somehow the impression is that water's supposed to taste better out of that. But like, I'm sure that they're just pouring into it from their tap water that yeah, is right. coming from <laughs> right. the, like, like the deepest parts of the city. And like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I have strong negative feelings about it. Like you, oh, you will. Do. Oh, you will. Just wait. <laughs> you will. But that like, I absolutely have experienced that, that like they'll put a, a weird craft of water on your table that you refill for yourself. And yeah, it's, it's kind of odd that like, there's this artisan looking glass that you refill your water with. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I've experienced that. Let's begin with the glass then. Okay. The cups are way too small. You cannot fit a, an appropriate volume of liquid into those glasses. I'm like three sips and done. I'm a thirsty guy, all right? It's been well established <laughs> on this show that I ravenously consume food, and I need a lubricant to get that meat down my gullet, all right? And you can take oh, that yeah. sound bite and use that wherever you want to. <laughs> but the size of these glasses, yeah, go ahead. You're welcome to it. I dare you. The size of these glasses do not contain enough of a volume for me to have to pour my own water from a carafe when I'm done. Because you like you similarly encounter this issue at a normal restaurant that does it the normal way, where they fill your glass from a pitcher. But you can pretty reasonably expect that if you're at a good restaurant with good service, somebody else is going to come around and they will fill that glass up pretty, pretty soon, right? You're not going to have to live without water for too long. But in yeah. a place like this, it's, it's pretty hands-off, right? Pour your own water, okay? If you're empty, just pour more. But then you encounter the issue of social pressure. And that <laughs> is you don't want to take a lot of – you just – right? He just set the carafe down. You don't want to pour half of it in your glass. That's not fair. You have five other patrons that are dining with you. You don't want to take that water from them. What if they get thirsty? And I know that you're thinking, well, they're going to refill the carafe. <clears throat> they don't do it fast enough, okay? I expect this peer-to-peer -peer service that a pitcher provides – that was some excellent alliteration, and that really hammers home my point poetically. For sure, I you know it's you bring up a really good point that I didn't realize bothered me as much until you brought it brought it up. Is that the craft itself is usually some fancy looking glass, but the unfortunate thing about it is that it usually is about two glassfuls. Exactly, only. and so. If you refill your glass, you're taking up usually like over half of the carafe. It's like if you have more than two people there, then that almost just creates more anxiety about like, well, who gets this water? And right. <laughs> it would just be much easier if they just came and refilled your water. That's how it should be. And listen, I don't know why it, it, it seems to be that I'm not talking super high class, extremely expensive, tiny portion, fancy restaurants. I'm just talking, like I said before. You know, pretty middle of the road, nice places. Places that you'd at least yeah. put jeans on to go to, okay? I, I don't know jeans. why the... Yeah, we're talking pretty high class here, Paul. I don't know if you know I'm this, not, but I'm you not have to wear show, jeans. I'm not going to show up in my swimsuit to this high class institute. Exactly, okay? Well, I mean, there's not enough water anyway, so why would you? <laughs> exactly. I don't know why this is touted as some pseudo-fancy water delivery mechanism. It's not fancy. If anything, it's the opposite of fancy. Fancy is having a person serve me directly and personally with water in a receptacle that they bring out themselves and they refill themselves and they pour themselves. 
I might as well be at home if I have to refill my own water glass. Right? What the hell is that about? So, if I have to, if I have to touch anything at a restaurant that is not putting food into my mouth or liquid into my gullet, then that is bad service. That's for sure. Right? It it's just it boggles the mind. It's it's not fair. It's not fancy. It I mean to keep with the theme, it's not fun. <laughs> I I don't I I I actually managed to burn through my points faster than I thought I would, which tends to happen a lot. <laughs> but it, I just don't get it. It's not right. Please just, just give me water directly. All right. That's all I ask for. I don't want to have to deal with the extreme anxiety that I feel from taking the last water from my fellow patrons. <laughs> Cause I look around this inev- inevitably happens where my water glass is empty about an hour and a half before anyone else has taken their first sip. I just devour that shit. I mean, I would me, just, me too. Yeah, I just, I, I, I can't deal with it. All right, please, everyone out there. I know we have a lot of restaurateurs that listen to this. I know we have a lot of Michelin star rated restaurateurs that that partake in the listening of the show. Stop it, please, just. <laughs> Just give me some water from a pitcher, please. I can't. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Sounds really painful for you, Zach. Honestly. Yeah. Well, it, it is. Thank you. I. I mean, <laughs> the other thing that that this brings up in my mind is that, really frequently, I will sit down at a restaurant, and within thirty seconds of me getting there, <clears throat> the 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 service will show up that that sounded weirdly condescending the the wait staff i <laughs> that's <laughs> the, even worse paul the the waiter waitress will show up and they'll ask for like my entire order and i'll be like i have no freaking idea i just got here i'm gonna <laughs> act like i've never been here before even though i probably go to the exact same restaurant or the exact same thing and i have no idea what i want and so the, i'll just panic and be like well we'd love some waters and so they bring water out. Perfect. And then they don't show up for another like 20 minutes because they just assume that we are really incapable of figuring things out. So they just assume we need so much time. That and is so frustrating. That's, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes, sometimes water is all you're left with if, at these restaurants. <laughs> that's a sad thought. It is a sad sometimes thought. Sometimes you don't even have water because they don't refill your glasses. They make you do it yourself. Alright. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done, done as well. I'm done. It is random rant time. Once again, if you got a random rant topic, we would love to hear it and we will answer your emails. I swear to God. You can email notallbadshow at gmail.com. And if you have a random rant idea, make sure that you include in the subject line three words and three words only. Random rant idea. And include that random rant idea in the body. That way that Paul Paul and I don't read it till it's time to read it on the show. We'd love to have some fan submissions. That would be super cool. So you can go ahead and reach out there if you'd like to have your topic right on the show. For sure, yeah. We've, we've loved the uh, submissions we've had so far. And we really think that's one of the most fun part of the show is that uh, you guys can interact with us and uh, let us know what you think about what's wrong with the world. 
And so we'd really like to hear the from you guys. Yeah, that would be super uh, cool. And this is this is a great way for you guys to do Definitely. it. Definitely. boy 69 I know you're listening. You're our only fan. You're our one fan. You're the one listener we have right now. Please. <laughs> boy, please. You have to. Please. I'm begging you. Not all bad show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I rolled a dice. I got a two. And the answer, thank God we didn't get this last week. Although I think our, our one, I mean, sorry, on episode nine, not last time, but uh, it's it's parking garages, which is yet again <laughs> a transportation-related topic. But I think we can do something <laughs> something special with this one, parking garages today. Mm. You know, the immediate thought that comes to mind for me <clears throat> is how annoying trucks are in parking garages. or anywhere hey let's be honest anywhere but okay i no longer have a truck actually so i can more uh like with more integrity i can shit talk trucks now (laughs) yeah we don't want to make we want to make it clear you're not a hypocrite okay yeah i used to have a truck if you guys remember i was complaining about that truck a few episodes ago i do remember uh i no longer have that truck and (laughs) rest in peace wow a moment of silence please please pause the episode now for a moment of silence for paul's truck Okay, you don't have to actually. All right, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I was taking moment songs personally, but so with trucks, they require such large turn radiuses that uh, excuse me, radii. Radii. This is a professional show, Paul. Get it together. <laughs> I need you to pull it together. I haven't thought about a radius in years. It's Zach. all I think and- about. <laughs> My whole world is radii and diameters. That sounds really thrilling. It's horrible. I hate my life. <laughs> and my main complaint about trucks, specifically in parking garages, is that in most other driving scenarios, a truck is not that annoying. It's annoying in the sense that that truck is annoying, because trucks are annoying, okay. but it's not right. annoying in the fact that it's on the road. But in parking garages... There are a lot of turns in parking garages. I don't know if you've noticed this, Zach, but they they weave and and swivel around a lot. Weird. Okay. In these parking garages, I think I I trucks insist on taking up both lanes of traffic, and so anytime they turn around some big area, they they block any traffic in both directions. And then they insist on parking backwards because that's just truck culture. And so, <laughs> and so their entire parking, most other small cars are just like, Hey, I found a spot. Let me just slip in here. And it takes two seconds. You're like, wow, good for him. He found a parking spot and he took it a truck. It's like, Oh Jesus. He found a parking spot. I'm going to have to wait 60 seconds for him to line up this truck like bed with the parking spot, because he probably doesn't want to damage it, because he thinks really highly of his truck, mm-hmm. and I'd like to think maybe he cares about the other cars. It's definitely a he, and um, and so then they back in, and they it just takes so long. Uh, I could go on a whole another rant about people who back into parking spots. Well, yeah, but yeah, for sure, I could too. But these trucks just take up so much space. And most parking garage spots are very small. I don't know if you've noticed, Zach. They're usually you are intended really for me. small, compact cars. You are filling me and in these... on, on parking garages here. I've never really... I'm not aware of the concept. That's why I'm not contributing to the rant. I've never heard of these things before, so I'm glad that you're kind of defining the whole situation for me. <laughs> there exist spots that are intended for 
compact cars. And of course, this truck just strolls in. is like, you know what? I I think of myself as pretty compact. And so he just tries to shove himself in to a tiny spot. And then th- it just takes up so much of the driving lane. And it's... <laughs> out of... <sighs> Parking garages are a nightmare. I hate the I hate the fact that trucks stick out so far. They can't help it, but I hate that they they point so far out into the driving lane. I, I have oh, a yeah. pretty sizable car, so it's my turn to be a little bit hypocritical. But it's not that big. So there are some trucks that are massive that really like an extended cab, extended bed that really poke out into the driving lane, and that's really that's that's pretty annoying, especially depending on where they're parked. Where either you have to back up into that out of your spot. Or they're right on the turning radius of a corner, and you have to worry about like squeezing in between the lane when you take the corner. Both of those situations are not ideal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just in general, I feel like visibility is so bad in parking garages that like at every single turn I take, I just assume that someone is speeding so much faster than they need right. to be. And I just assume at every turn I'm like, yeah, I could die right now. <laughs> and that's unfortunate, but I accepted that fate when I drove into a parking garage because that's what <laughs> that's what happens. It feels in parking like your garages. life is in danger at every second. I've never. Well, this is a whole other topic, so I'll let you finish your thought before I go on to that tangent. I mean, that's that's just about all I had. Is great. Okay, it's my turn. I, I took I took I took I took this topic about parking garages. I made it about how. Freaking annoying trucks are. That's all I have to say. Well, that's uh, that's kind of what we do here. If we don't know what to say, we just talk about something else. But I'd like to return to the, turn to uh, parking garages for a moment, if you'd allow me. And it's not really a rant. I, I, I will allow you. It's not really Go a ahead. rant so much as it is a story that I personally find hilarious. But just like this podcast, most things I find hilarious aren't to other people. So just bear with me. Um. I actually, my human body, my human meat, not my car, has been hit by another car in a parking garage before. Your your human meat has? Yes. My my physical form on this earth has been collided by a car before. And uh, in a parking garage, to be specific. It was Northside Garage, Texas A&M. I was a sophomore, I believe. Whoop. Yeah. And the driver was not paying attention as I walked. I was walking a- across the end of a down ramp, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm describing a very visual, intensive situation here. So if my description is not enough to call to mind these vi- this vivid, vivid in- God damn it. <laughs> if it's not enough to call to mind this vivid imagery I'm trying to paint... Please let me know so I can describe it in a little bit more detail. But I was crossing the end of a down ramp, right? Walking perpendicular to Uh a down ramp. And the person driving down the ramp happened to not see that there was a human being crossing their path. And I thought, uh, I'm going to teach this asshole a lesson. Time to look up for your phone and pay attention to the people in front of you. So I just kept walking even though I knew he was going to collide with me. (laughs) That's pretty Yeah, it was. And collide with me he did. But it didn't hit me hard enough to knock me over. And as a matter of fact, at the last moment, I turned my body so that my front was facing his windshield. So that when he hit me, it was a it was a small car, so he would hit me at about my waist with the with with the front bumper. And so if it hit me there, if I was facing the car, I would be able to bend over the hood so I wouldn't like 
fall over to my side, you know, if that makes sense. I was yeah. using bullet time, basically. So <laughs> he knocked me. So I, I turned to face the car last second. And this is about the moment he realized, he looked up from his phone and realized what had occurred. And as he struck me, I like fell forward. My, my front half of my body fell forward. My feet were still firmly planted on the ground. And as he hit me, I slammed my palms onto the hood of his car, both palms simultaneously. And I was looking at the hood. So I slammed down onto the hood and then raised my head up to meet his gaze as he was like, oh, God. And so I looked him in the eyes, like bent over his hood, stared at him for about two to three seconds, made no other motion, made no, like I didn't blink. I didn't say anything. I didn't yell anything. I didn't move my mouth. I didn't move my hands. I just stood straight up, turned 90 degrees and continued walking. And I'd like to think <laughs> that that really messed with his mind. I'd like to think that that really kind of, uh, struck him to his core. The fact that he just hit a person in a garage and all I did was stare at him for two seconds and then go about my business. <laughs> okay. Well, Paul didn't laugh at that. So I think maybe it's time to, uh, <laughs> I think it's time to move on. Maybe I'll cut that whole little story out of the show. Maybe it wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, Zach, I, I definitely appreciated that. Okay. I was just deep in thought. Sure about doesn't it. feel like it. <laughs> I was just thinking about the ethics of, interaction after you almost kill someone you know <laughs> i i hope you're listening DiGiorno boy 69 i hope it was you who hit me in the garage and the only way <laughs> i will forgive you is to email us a random rant and continue to be the only fan of the show mm, we sure would appreciate that <laughs> paul are you done with parking garages because uh clearly i am i'm very done it's positive rant time i'll have you know Mm. And I will begin with my positive rant. It's kind of related to the one that I dished out a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago, I think, about driving with the windows down. I will say that the weather lately, at least where I'm living, for the most part, other than the severe hail damage, which completely destroyed my car. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that was already a, a rant, so we'll move on to something positive. Other than that, it's been beautiful weather for a long period of time, and I've been doing a lot of driving with the windows down lately. And I would like to, uh, again, point everyone to the Twitter, notallbadshow at gmail.com, where, who knows, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here, but I have been compiling a list of songs that I really like to listen to while the windows are down and I might throw them up on the Twitter. I might make a SoundCloud playlist. Who knows? I mean, sorry, God, I did it again. A Spotify playlist, Uh, (laughs) but keep an eye out for that. Anyway, one thing that I noticed on some uh, particularly long drives recently, I went to a couple weekends ago, I went to San Antonio, then a college station, then back to Dallas. And it is that time of the year where not only is the weather phenomenal, but wildflowers are starting to spring up in the Texan country countryside and yeah it's it's that's what my positive rant is about today it's gorgeous um it really complements the nice weather in fact it completes the entire experience just not only having a great feeling as you drive by a great sound having the uh, music in your ears but you get the great view of all the flowers growing in a field and Maybe it's even softer or less passionate than the rants I typically deliver on the show in terms of positive rants, but that experience is just so delightful. I love 
driving through the countryside, going past some cow pastures with a bunch of cows standing in a field of yellow. I drove past a pasture on this trip that I took where this entire massive amount of acreage with cows grazing on it was covered in the same pink flower. And it was exquisite. It was so relaxing. It really fulfills the rest of the calming experience of a nice day. Probably the best thing about it, I'll say, is that it's a shame that these flowers only last for a short period of time before it gets too hot and they die. But when it's the season for these flowers to spring up, they come and appear everywhere. I mean, they're in front yards, they're at street corners. It's not all cow pastures and rolling green fields and pink fields, right? They're in tiny crevices Mm -hmm. in the highways. It's that's about really that about wraps it up. I mean, it's, such a nice compliment to the previous rant I gave. Everything is so nice. I'm so much more at peace lately. I'm so much happier. Everything is just delightful. I mean, the sun is even staying out later, which harkens back to a really old rant from before Paul joined the show. I couldn't I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I mean, day to day, my life is filled with so much joy, and a lot of that is brought about by these flowers. I am ecstatic to talk about them today. You know, Zach, it's it's really encouraging to hear uh, how how joyful your drives have been uh, since so much of this uh, podcast is about. Just right. It's a big feature. Uh, and <laughs> it really is positive and negative. And you, you bring up a good point that really the presence of flowers on the highways and things. The, the pessimistic side of me is like, oh, like the government is just planting all these flowers to make us think that this is a nice place to live. But also the, the legitimately like positive side of me is like, you know, like it's really nice that when I'm driving that I see all these flowers that like it and kind of like you mentioned, there's so I don't drive with the windows down. I know that. I I, it's a shame. I, we've, we've discussed it, but I just have this weird sense of wanting my car to be an isolated vessel that the the windows are up i'm listening to whatever i'm listening to whether that be a podcast or music and nothing else in the outside world interacts with that but there's certain seasons i say certain but it's very clearly the seasons that feel nice which are fall and (laughs) mostly spring and (laughs) yes and there are certain seasons where it's just so nice outside that there's nothing you can do with like no matter what you do with your AC or heat in your car, it's not going to feel as good as the nice breeze of outdoor air coming in. And there's something very pure and nice about just feeling that air coming in and seeing those flowers and liking those flowers and enjoying them. And (laughs) I, I agree that, uh, it's, it's nice that, um, that, that there's that nature, you know, nature's good. That's that's what I'm just going to leave this on. Nature's good. Good point. I wish that, that your energy and backing me up on the whole uh, driving with the windows down thing would have been there when I was, um, I guess, maybe ranting on driving with the windows down. But I'm glad that, you're, <laughs> that the flowers really brought out your true feelings. Hopefully, I, I've converted you once and for all. Probably not, but hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. I, I probably won't have my windows down for any music I hear. Okay. But uh, right. I'm playing. 
Uh, but we'll Fair see. Enough. We'll see. Well, that does it for me. I want to hear what you have to say now. Yeah. So the my positive rant today is pretty broad, I guess I'd say. But it's it's about the fact that as much as I dislike technology and like to complain about like uh, modern technology, I really appreciate how much technology lets us stay in touch with and communicate with friends when we're not in the same city. Um, and so like <clears throat> as awful as group texts can be, the fact that if you have like a group of friends, um, which I, I, you know, I hope that my, our listeners do have a group of friends where they can have, group what about texts, your co-host? Uh, if they don't, uh, <laughs> kind of lonely over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I left you out of the group text that I made with all the mutual friends we have, and I am letting well, you know I'm used about to that, it now. So, no worries. Me and <laughs> but, me and DiGiorno Boy um, sixty nine are are best. He's, God, he's not going to listen to this episode. Uh, he's not going to listen to another one after this one, is he? We'll we'll see if he Gosh. makes it this far. Uh, it's it's sure sounded like he had some other uh, intense plots that he was uh, wanting right. to fulfill, uh, but you know I. There's something really nice about the fact that I have certain friends from college and from high school that I otherwise wouldn't be able to really communicate with, but that through texting or even through like video games, like being able to play a game online with each other and talk at the same time that like, there's something really nice about being able to keep in touch with people through that, that like, I feel like even 10 years ago that would I don't even really understand time maybe 20 years ago, <laughs> who knows whatever what time is anyway right <laughs> who knows but like it would have been much harder to stay in touch with friends I feel like especially with guys for some reason we're really averse to phone calls god I hate phone and so, calls like, I, I, <laughs> god, I hate phone calls. and so like I have some really good friends and I'm like man I'd love to catch up with them and I think to myself like man I guess I could just call them it's like no, I'd lever- I'd I'd rather let this friendship die <laughs> than call them and have a conversation with oh, them on wow. the phone. But but there exists other avenues for communication. Lucky you, lucky us. <laughs> and so like it's really cool that whether through playing games online to, to where you're like doing something fun together or through text messages or sharing tweets there's a million different ways to stay in contact with people and as much as i love to complain about social media and about technology as it is right now it's honestly really nice that like i have friends all over the place in different parts of texas and different states like new york like that's really far away i'm never gonna go there uh but like <laughs> i mean maybe i'll go there one day uh, but <laughs> hey, i'm not ruling anything out here right it's possible don't hold me to that who knows? Maybe if we actually get some ads for this podcast, I can oh, afford wow. to go there. Call uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, sponsors. If if somehow someone's listening to this and has a company that somehow thinks that our listenership would buy your product, just please sponsor us. We we'd love. We'll take cents on the dollar. <laughs> um, but but um, it's really nice that like you can play games with them, talk with them. You can like stay so connected to them. That it's like they're in the same city as you, and that's really nice. Uh, and it, I feel like most, like I just imagine centuries ago, if your friend moved to a different city or even heck a different country for a job, it's like, well, 
I guess I'll never I'll hear never from them again. Better again find some new friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably because they're going to die <laughs> of some horrible disease or war. Yeah, exactly. And and God knows that we're not going to write letters to them because I've talked about letters before. That's It's a magical thing that I find fascinating, but that I don't understand well enough to actually send a letter. That just seems like a lot of work. It is. Um, <clears throat> t- tune into episode five if you want to hear about how much I like writing <laughs> oh, yeah. letters for the mail. Yeah. <laughs> but... Good callback. Um, yeah, I just, I find it fascinating that we can stay so in touch with people and as much damage as technology does, like it also does a lot of good for us that we can stay in touch with people. And I, I really appreciate that. that. I like that. One thing, so you mentioned it uh, a couple of times and I think it's great is uh, the whole thing about like online gaming, yeah. which is, you know, it is what it is, right? But it's it's not exactly a meaningful form of communication but it is great to it is a very easy way to communicate with people that you otherwise wouldn't and to keep in touch in a very casual way right it's not formal at all you're basically just having a conversation the whole time but it's ideal like i love coming home from work and um like playing xbox with somebody or something online because regardless of like i i work with a lot of people my age and i in fact have a lot of friends at my work believe it or not hey guys i have friends all right and there's a lot of people that live uh in my city now i didn't think i'd live with a lot of people uh, that i was friends with but a lot of friends from college and i live in the area so i can hang out with them as well but assuming that i wasn't so blessed with the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wonderful friends i have because i'm so incredibly popular um i would still <laughs> Like being able to just hop on Xbox and play a game with somebody after work is able to give that social interaction, at least to some degree, which otherwise would be super lonely without, right? It'd be pretty sad to not talk to anyone after work if you don't like anyone at your work, you know? So I've been, I've been feeling that lately too. That's a good point. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. It's like, I feel like games have got a reputation for being, a lonely experience or somehow like antisocial thing, but there's something really nice about like being able to connect with people through that. And it's like, I mean, I guess to get a little technical with it, it's like you're working towards a common objective while being able to like talk at the same time. And it's like, there's something really nice about that and being able to like it, it honest, like when I play a game with a friend, it feels like the same as like almost visiting them and getting to spend time with them. So it's right. like really nice. Yeah. It's it's good all around. I gotta, I have to agree. As much shit as we talk, I have to agree. Mm-hmm. That's about all I have to say about that. But it's I've really appreciated technology for keeping me in touch with some friends. Speaking of technology, once again, what better way to reach out to us than by our Twitter? It's at not all bad show, <laughs> or our email. That's also not all bad show at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and we would also love to get a random rant from you uh so you can email those to the email of course and make sure to include not all bad i'm sorry (laughs) the email is not all bad show at gmail.com but the subject line needs to be random rant idea and include your random rant idea in the message body that way we don't accidentally read it and the twitter is just chock full of I mean, chock full might be a little bit dramatic. It's not that old of an account, but it does have a lot of uh, stuff relevant to the show and, and the rants we talk about. And 
Uh, feel free to check it out there for episode updates as well. There's a lot of good stuff we put out, and we'd love to have your follows because, once again, me and Paul are the only people that are on there <laughs> currently. Uh, and that mean a lot. Yeah, and you know, I so I assume that anyone who's, who's made it this far into this episode – uh, you guys are real fans. And first of all, we really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- second of all, so you must like this enough to think that it's worth something. And so I we, we've we mentioned in passing that we'd like you to mention it to your friends. But we'd love to see... You You know what I'd really like for you guys to do? Is to, to compose an email. Um, and take this email and send it to one of your good friends... But then I also want you to accidentally CC uh, every single one of your ex-girlfriends, friends that you haven't been in touch with for years, uh, every person <laughs> that would be awkward for you to receive to send an email to, and CC them in this, and explain to them how much you just love this show, and include them in that email, and hopefully they'll feel awkward enough that maybe a few people will reply all, uh, right. a few people will reply individually, but uh, just push them to to watch the show, and we would love that. And maybe just send us an email explaining that story of how you uh, accidentally on purpose sent this uh, recommendation of the show to all of your friends and ex-girlfriends and current girlfriends and uh, had a fun conversation with everyone you've ever known. Paul and I have – let's be honest. Once again, we have to step outside of the bit and be face-to-face. We've run out of personal friends to talk to about this. It's true. We've run out of our to collectively three friends to talk about the show with. And so now we have to resort to trickery and deception to get people to listen to the show. So oh, uh, I would really appreciate it if the, if you, you relied on these two tactics to uh, get us a few more listeners. And also, mm-hmm. if uh, you don't feel comfortable resorting to trickery and deception, the least you can do is tell a friend. We'd, we'd really appreciate it if you told a friend about the show, uh, had, had him give us a listen. That'd mean a lot. Uh, if you're feeling so inclined, keep those reviews coming. Keep those ratings coming on iTunes. Like us on SoundCloud uh, or follow us on SoundCloud as well. That'd be super cool. Um, Paul, I, I think if you recall, we made a vow a few episodes ago to rate and review uh, one of the podcasts that we listen to, one of the actually professionally and well-made productions <laughs> that you and I consume. If somebody reviewed our podcast, and it looks like DiGiorno, DiGiorno Boy 69 has put the ball in our court. So it's time to go and rate and review a podcast of our choice individually. So don't forget, I'm going to make sure to do that. And again, thanks to uh, the one review we've gotten and the five plus Paul makes six ratings that we've gotten on iTunes. That's super cool to see. So thanks, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate that. <clears throat> Uh, other than that, uh, really, thanks so much for listening. Um, it means a lot. I know I've said that plenty of times, and Paul's indicated it too, but uh, it's super cool. Uh, a lot of people have reached out to us recently um, since we posted about it on social media last episode, and that was super cool to see. So it's awesome. Yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys, and um, it's fun to see that a lot of you guys uh, enjoy taking way too seriously the small things in daily life the way that we do uh, both for good and for bad Uh, but yeah this show is not all bad so to say (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty bad (laughs) Woo! (laughs) yeah that that was the name of the show i just slipped in there that was fun very clever very clever (laughs) 
So I'm Zach Andrews. And as always, this is Paul Messman. And this has been Not All Bad. Thank you for listening.